know that I am God. Know that I am sovereign. Know that I am the I am. God, I pray that you'll help us now. Lord, that's what we need to learn today. Lord, I believe you're speaking to our hearts. You're speaking to some fearful people. God, I pray that you'll help us conquer our fear today. Help us to conquer those things that will paralyze us and keep us from doing your will. Lord, I praise your holy, sweet, lovely name today. I don't deserve what you have done for me, but I am thankful. God, I pray that you'll help us this morning, help us to learn, help us to encourage each other, Lord, help us to grow that we can be more like your son, Jesus Christ. And God, I'll thank you, I'll praise you, I'll give you all the credit and glory. Lord, I can leave right now and say, if I've already enjoyed myself. I've already been encouraged by your presence. I've already been encouraged by your spirit. Now, God, I pray that you'll take the remainder of this service. I pray that you'll use it through your word to build us up and help us to be what we need to be. Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I ask all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's all stand to our feet. Stand to your feet and turn with me to Genesis chapter number 15. You take your time at the altar. Ain't, ain't no rush. Ain't no hurry. I can preach around anything or anybody. The altar's for God's children to meet with Him. Sometimes we just need to meet with Him. It's good to get counsel. It's good to have friends. But sometimes in the middle of that valley, your friends and your family can't help you. You just need to meet with the Father. Yeah. Amen. Genesis chapter number 15. We're going to read in verse number 1. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but we added 100 chairs to the auditorium. Uh, uh, we spaced them back together a little more, and we was able to add some. We added some on the ends and some in the front. Vince, did you realize you was closer to me? I've always wanted you to be closer to me. Amen. You, you, you right there. Yeah, next step will be right up here. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, uh, that's stretching it just a little bit right there. Amen. Are we stre- okay, all right. Now, I love Brother Spence. If you're glad to be here, say amen. Amen. Let's read a few verses, and then I just want to share with you a few thoughts this morning on Abraham and the great I am. That's a catchy title right there. Amen? Amen. Abraham and the great I am. Verse number 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, What did he tell Abram? Fear not, not, Abram. I am. I I, I am. I am. I just am. Am. I am. Moses said, What's your name, Lord, at the burning bush? He said, Who shall I say that sent me? He said, Tell him, I am that I am has sent thee. Oh, boy, there's some preaching that right there, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. But he said, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? See, I go, see, and I go childless, and the steward of mine house is Eliezer of Damascus. Uh, and Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in mine house is mine heir. And behold... The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Now, 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 now uh, Abraham's way over 75. Are y'all with me? His journey started at 75, so he's not a spring chicken. Amen? He says, And he brought forth him abroad, in verse 5, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Watch, watch the response of Abraham, verse 6. Say it with me. And he believed in the Lord, 
and he counted it to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out. Basically what he's telling Abraham, I'm the one started this thing. I'm the one that brought you out from where you was to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an ephra of three years, uh, uh, three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst. And he laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. When the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. This was the, the covenant of cutting or the cutting covenant. Uh, when you made a covenant with somebody in that day, you would take these animals and separate them and then walk in between them, the one you are making the covenant with, and basically saying this, if we break this covenant, let it be done to us what has been done to these animals. So God is making a covenant with Abram. And when the fowls came, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And horror of great darkness fell upon him. Sometimes in life, it's going to seem like the sun's going down. It's going to seem like it's the darkest before the dawn. Abram was terrified. Abram was fearful in this situation. And God began to tell him how his seed would go into Egypt and had to be in bondage there and then come back out. And God promised that he would bring them back out. And then he said this in verse number 15. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. What a, what a powerful verse. Uh, uh, the, 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 which I'm not going to go into that because it would it, be way too fast a rabbit to chase. Amen. But it says in verse 17, And it came to pass that when the sun went down, and it was dark. When, when was it? It was. Dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Uh, Abram is still asleep, by the way. Are you all with me? Uh, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land. From the river of Egypt into the great river, the river Euphrates. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your word. Help us here this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Stay with me today. I need you to stay with me today. Uh, Abram's journey, or let me just say Abraham. We all know him as Abraham. Abraham's journey uh, started at 75 years old. God came to him and called him and promised him some things. When he said, I want you to leave your family, go to a place that I will tell thee of, uh, and I'm going to show you where it is, and I'm going to bless them that bless thee. I'm going to curse them that curses thee. I'm going to listen. All the nations of the earth will be blessed because of your seed. And that is a prophetic picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know Jesus came from the lineage of Abraham. And God said, I'm going to bless the whole earth by bringing forth a Messiah, a Savior, Jesus Christ. Abraham's journey started much like every Christian in this room. It started with some promises. Are you all with me this morning? It started with some promises. 
Preacher, how did my journey as a Christian start? Well, my journey as a Christian started with somebody promising me forgiveness. That preacher said, if I would confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And listen, my journey as a Christian started with a promise of forgiveness. He said he would take my sin away. He would take my sin and put it in the sea of forgetfulness. He would take my sin and remove it from me as far as the east is from the west. I'm telling you, God promised me forgiveness. He, listen, promised to wash my sin white as snow. Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And he said, I will forgive you if you'll come unto me. If any man come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. God gave me a promise of forgiveness. God gave me a promise of a future. He said, in my Father's house, y'all need to get with me this morning. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. God's promised me a home in heaven. God's promised me a place on Hallelujah Boulevard, on a street of gold and walls of jasper. I'm going to swing on a gate of pearl. I'm going to spend eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. My life started with promises. My Christian, my Christian walk started with promises, promises of forgiveness and a future. But you know what? Right after I started that journey, because of them promises... I run into problems. Y'all with me? That future and that forgiveness turned into fear. Turned into fear. Abram, at this particular point, juncture in his journey, he's already fought battles. He's already faced famine. He's already faced tests that would, listen, try anybody. But one of the promises that God gave him is you're going to have a son. You're going to have, uh, uh, listen, you're going to have seed and, and your family lineage is going to be great. Amen. How many of y'all would be honest with your preacher this morning and say, Preacher, in my life, sometimes in my life, it may be right now, sometimes in my life, it seems... Like God just wasn't keeping his promise. Come on. We don't like to say that, do we? God said, I'm going to give you seed, and they're going to be as the sands of the sea. But in this chapter, he says, God, where's my seed at? We ain't had no children. Lord, you said you'd supply my need. Why'd they take my house? Lord, you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Why did you take my spouse? And, and, and why did this? Why do I feel so alone if you said you would never leave me nor forsake me? Y'all with me? Sometimes in life, it's a dark. You just can't see up. Can't see out. You don't know what's going on. Say, but preacher, there's been victories in my life. Well, he just come out of a victory. He said, after these things, after what things? He had just whipped four different kings in their armies. But something happened. When he got back home, he got to thinking about what just happened. 
and the devil will crawl up on your shoulder. And this is what began to happen. The devil said, "Uh uh-huh, what do you think they're going to do now? You think they're just going to let that ride? Do you think they're just going to go home and lick their wounds and say, okay, we shouldn't have messed with that big, bad Abraham? Let me tell you what they're going to do, Abraham. They're going to go back. They're going to get reinforcements. They're going to get their brothers and their uncles and their cousins and everything else and all these people. They're going to come back and they're going to whoop you. Yeah, sure, you in victory now. Sure, you shouting now. Sure, you praising God now. Sure, you walking the high life now. But I'm telling you what, they coming back. Isn't it amazing how God can allow us to shout one service and the very next day we're in the bottom of the bottom valley? And we wonder what happened. I was just shouting. Everything was going great last night. Everything was wonderful. And we just came out of victory. And everything is lovely. And, and man, God is moving. And, and now all of a sudden I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Are we going to be able to build a building? Are we going to have enough money to make it? Is it going to stay there once we put it up? <laughs> Say amen, Steve. We're praying together, ain't we? Hallelujah. Are we going to get the holes dug in time? Is the backhoe going to make it through the whole dig? Say amen. Is it going to break down? Is this going to happen? And is that going to happen? And listen, we fear all these things. Is my kid going to act right when he leaves home? Is he, is he going to marry the right person? Is she going to go the right place? Oh, my. Now, some of y'all acting way too holy in here. You lying in God's house. Don't even stand here and act like you don't never get afraid of nothing. He's fearful. Write this down if you're taking notes and I'll hurry. Uncle Chuck, are you buying my dinner? Okay. We're going to be here a while this morning, people. How about, Brother Ronnie, you going to go? Okay, all right. Just for that, I'll buy yours. Amen. Okay. There we go. Hurry. If I hurry up, you'll buy it. Okay. All right. My, what spiritual folks we have in the house today. Amen. I want you to write this down. Number one, I want you to write down this. I want you to see the fear that afflicted him. The fear that afflicted him. I looked up the word fear. The Bible says God does not give the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. I looked up the word fear. It's a Greek word, delios. D-E-I-L-O-S. D-E-I-L-O-S. Delios, which means timid. It means dread. But the main uh, significant factor, it means faithless. Say that with me. Faithless. 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 Do you remember when the, when the, when the, the disciples was out on the, on the sea with the Lord in the bottom of the boat and he was asleep and the storm rose and the lightning flashed and the wind blew and the rain fell and, and they said, oh my goodness. They ran to Jesus and said, wake up, wake up. Carest thou not that we perish. How many of y'all sometimes in your life you felt like God didn't care? Well, it's easy to get in fear and feel like God don't care. He knows what's happening. He wakes up and says, why have you such little faith? Why are you so faithless? Why are you afraid? Then he calmed the storm. Not a, I mean, not even a breeze. 
Why are you of such little Fear is the opposite of faith. Are y'all with me? I'm going somewhere, I promise you. I'm, I'm mixing the dough, we're fixing to throw it in the oven. The fear that afflicted him, what was he afraid for? A, he was afraid for his own safety. He was afraid for his own safety. Uh, God said, hey, and, and, and this is great, you say, well, don't say that, but God wouldn't tell him not to be afraid for it if he wasn't already afraid for it. God doesn't waste his words. He said, Abram, don't worry. I am thy shield. I am thy protector. I believe with all my heart, Abraham began to think about those kings. He began to think about those armies. He began to think about everything that was a threat to his own safety. And he began to be afraid for his own safety. People are freaking out over the the Middle East situation. People are getting worried to death over the economy. They're worried to death over global warming. They're worried to death over all these things. They're worried about their own safety. They're getting alarm systems and they're buying mace and they're buying tasers and they're buying all kinds of things because they're worried about their own safety. God doesn't want you to worry about one blessed thing. God wants you to know He is your Father. You are His child and He will take care of you. I don't want my kids, I don't want my girls worried about nothing. Listen, the last, the last emotion I want them to have is fear. I don't want them to be afraid of the boogeyman. I don't want them to be afraid of nothing. I don't want them to be afraid of whether they're going to eat tomorrow. I don't want them to be afraid of the clothes they're going to wear. I don't want them to be afraid of whether they're going to have a house to sleep in. Why? I am their father. That is my job. That is what I do. I want them to rest in peace and know that I will take care of them. Hallelujah. Don't worry about global warming. We're going to leave before it gets that hot. Hallelujah. The polar caps are melting. The polar bears are swimming. Well, let me tell you, the Bible does say the elements will melt with fervent heat. There is going to be a great temperature one day. But hallelujah to God, I'm going to be with Jesus in the air. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming back to get me. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. Don't fear about the future. He's got everything under control. So, oh, they're going to tear apart Israel. They're going to conquer Israel. No, they are not. Because God said they are the apple of my eye. He said if they come against Israel, I'm going to come against them. Don't worry about your safety. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh. My neighbor come across. My neighbor come across the road. The other day they broke in his house, knocked down his door. And all kinds of things. He said, ain't you worried about it? I said, no. He said, why? I said, Elvis. <laughs> Are you afraid somebody breaking out? I said, no, Elvis is in the building. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know who Elvis is. Elvis is a 70-pound American pit bull. Say amen. <laughs> With an attitude. <laughs> they may come. But they will go. (laughs) Richard, what are you saying? Do you know? Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. God's dogs are not named Elvis. They're, 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 oh, hallelujah. You know what? Shall follow me all the days of my life? Haven't you ever heard the Lord is my shepherd? 
I shall not want. Do you know every shepherd's got shepherd dogs? Woohoo! You know what? The shepherd goes in the front and the dogs are in the back. Surely, what is it? Come on, y'all. Goodness is one dog and mercy is the other. God is walking in front of me and I'm following behind. I don't have to worry about somebody coming up behind me. Why? Because surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh! 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 I say amen. Makes me want to bark like a dog. Hallelujah. What are you afraid of? He's our shepherd. He's going to walk beside us. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He is afraid for his safety. Then B, he was afraid for his substance. Because God said, I am thy shield and thy great reward. You know why he said that? Do you realize that Abraham had just given up a bunch of wealth? If you'll read the chapter before that, If you'll study the chapter before that, you'll find out that the kings of Sodom was going to give him all the loot, all the spoils of war for him rescuing them and bringing them back. He said, and Abraham said, oh, no, I don't want nothing you have. Don't you? No, no, ain't no man going to say he's made Abraham rich. God is the one that's provided for my need. Then he turns around and says, what have I done? How many of y'all have stepped out in faith before? And you gave that offering that you know you're supposed to. You gave that tithe that you know you're supposed to. You gave that tithe that belonged to God. And you, if you put it in your pocket and took it home, you'd be stealing. If you took it and paid your boat payment, if you paid your cable bill, if you bought cigarettes with it, you'd be stealing from God. And you knew, oh my goodness, I'm fixing to put this in the offering. What in the world? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How many of y'all, and and now come on now, uh, you are with your preacher and saying there was a time you gave that offering, you believed God, you had faith, and you put that there, but when you went back and sat down, you said, what have I done? Amen. Amen. You know, when you're living at home, there's always food in the refrigerator. Brother Chris Phillips, say man right there. The first thing Chris done when he come home off the honeymoon was call his dad and say, can we come over for dinner? I heard about that. That's just an inside thing. Amen. Uh, Miss Jamie wants to stay with special offering for their grocery bill. Amen. That boy eats like a horse. He does. Everything. Amen. Dorgan, where's Miss Robin? Miss Robin, is Miss Robin in the house? Miss Robin, the food bill's gone down. Say amen right there, ain't it? Yes, oh yeah. Not yeah, but oh yeah, amen. (laughs) When I was in Bible college, when I was in Bible college, I went and, you know, when you're home, it's easy to have faith at home. Youngins, y'all know what I'm talking about? It's easy to have faith at home. Because if you run low, you go over the refrigerator, and they got bologna or something in there. It's, it's there. But when God takes you 500 miles away from home from everybody you know and everything, yeah. and you got to live by faith then, you have to live by faith then. Ooh. I was at church. I said, Lord, I'm a preacher, so I'm really, I'm really supposed to give my tithes. Preacher, if anybody's supposed to give their tithes, and I had that money and had that offering, and, and, I, and I knew what I had in the other hand. I had a little bit of money for gas, and, 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 I, and I gave it. And, and, uh, and, and I never wanted to ask for anything, never. 
My sister's in the house somewhere. Mindy, where you at? Did I ever ask for lunch money? Ever. Now, Mindy was not afraid to ask for anything. She would ask for a Ferrari. Amen? She would ask for all things. She would go in and get lunch money. I just, I just had a, there was something. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I, whatever it was, I just felt like I, I just couldn't do it. Well, anyhow, she'd get lunch money and take care of me. And, and uh, man, she always got me donut holes and a Mountain Dew before school every morning. Say amen. That's where it all started. The addiction started right there. Tammy, Mindy is the cause of that right there. Milky Way and, 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 and oh, yeah, God's amazing breakfast. Amen. Mountain Dew. <laughs> In a Milky Way. Anyhow, she would she would do that, and I wouldn't ever ask for nothing. I mean, I just I just wouldn't. I, I it, it was just my I, I wouldn't do that. But but it was always there, if you had to have it. Well, I sat there and I I gave that an offer, and I pulled into the gas station. I pulled in the gas, and I wasn't I wasn't up there three months, I guess. And man, I pulled in there and I put every bit that I had because I had to have gas for it to go to work that week, and I put it in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the the, the gas thing, and I put the gas in there, and I said, this is what I said. I said, Lord, I guess this is where I got to live by faith. I said, this is, I guess this is where it is. And man, I, I got in the car, and I said, I, I ain't going to lie. I was worried. I was nervous. And uh, I got home. I hadn't been home all weekend. When I got home to the dorms, and they had all the mail there. there was my, my, my mail slot had letters in it, so I took them and went to my, I started opening things. And I got a letter from my uncle said, God wanted me to send you this, and it was $45. Now, some of y'all don't think that's a big deal. But when you get hungry like I do during the week, you might as well gave me $45 million. Because that meant when we went to the Waffle House, I could get me a dinner. Say amen. But you know what it feels like to give that offering and then go back to your chair, and the devil crawl up in your lap and say, what you going to do now? How are you going to make it now? See, that's what Abraham was experiencing. And let me, let me give you, I, I'll probably give number two and number three and four we may do tonight, because we don't have time. We, we'll just do this, these two, okay? Uh, I want you to see number one, say it with me. We see the... See, that stuff comes even though we have been shouting, even though we had victory before, even though that, that things have gone good, that fear can come back. Say that with me. Fear will come back. Say it again. Fear will come back. So he's afraid. God said, hey. But number two, what was number one? Say it out loud real quickly. Fear afflicted. Say it again. Fear but then I want you to see number two. I want you to see the father that answered him. The father that answered him. Aren't you glad that God knows when you're afraid? Do you see anywhere what Abraham talked to God about at first? Abraham was approached by God about his fear. Because, listen, God knew Abraham was afraid so before Abraham could ask him about it, he came to him and said, Hey, I know what you're feeling, but you don't have nothing to worry about. Amen. Write this down about the father that answered him. Write this down. A, I want you to see the titles that described him. The titles that described him. Do you know why? Man, this is some good stuff right here. Do you know why? That God told Moses 
to tell them, I am has sent thee. I am is not I was, and I am is not what I'm going to be. Do y'all get that? I was was past. There has been blessings in my past. There has been good times in my past. There has been provision in my past. But my past provision will not take care of my present problem. Do y'all get that? My past provision will not take care of my present problem. So God did not say I was. He did not say I'm going to be because my future provision will not take care of my present problem. He said I'm not was, I'm not going to be, I am. Whatever you need, I am. I am thy shield. I am thy exceeding great reward. I am the substance you're worrying about. I am the safety you're worried about. I am your protector. I am your God. I am whatever you need. The Bible says God is our refuge and strength and wonderful, he says, and a very present help in the time of trouble. He's a now God. He's not a then God or a was God. He is a now God. Whatever you're in right now, God can meet your need. Say amen. I can imagine. I can imagine Moses saying, are you going to feed us? When we're hungry, he said, I am. He said, are you going to get us out of trouble? He said, I am. He said, are you going to do for us what we need done? He said, I am. Are you going to warm us when we're cold? I am. Are you going to, listen, give us water when we're thirsty? He said, I am. Amen. He said, I'm the rose of Sharon. I'm the lily of the valley. I'm the bride and the morning star. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the earth. I am the bread of life. Say amen, somebody. The titles that described him, whatever you need, you can write it in front of him. He'll be what you need. So why is that important to know? Brother Spence, your problem ain't my problem. Brother Cone, my problem, his problem is not your problem. Do you realize every trial and every difficulty is usually unique to the person going through it? There might be somebody in the house with financial problems. And there's others in the house that don't have that to worry about. There may be people in the house that's got health problems. And there's others as healthy as a horse. There may be people with marital problems. And then there may be people with not. No, everybody's got them. Say amen right there. We all have them. That's a universal situation. Say amen right there. They may not be as bad as others, but we got them. Everybody's got Say that with me. Everybody's got them. But do you understand my point? And God wants you to know. He didn't specify one thing. He just said, I am. Because whatever it is that you need, He is. He is. The titles that described Him. Then write this down. I want you to see the truth that defines Him. He's going to, oh, man, you got to get this. He loves you. He loves you. He just loves you. Man, let me go ahead and give you three because I'll just give them to you and write them down because I don't, I don't think that's what God wants us to do tonight. What was number one? Say it with me real loud. I want you to see the, say it real loud. 
Number two, don't you see the? Then number three, write this down. Don't you see the faith that awarded him? The faith that awarded him. This is the deal. This is what it all boils down to. Write this down. A, it was simplistic or simple in its application. You know what Abraham did? I think it's in verse 6. Is it verse 6? And he believed God. Is that verse 6? Is that what it says? Anybody got a Bible? Is that what it is? Verse 6. Verse 6. And he believed in the Lord. As a father, I want my children to believe me. Do you know what God the Father's greatest concern is and greatest thrill is when his children believe him? Y'all with me? For without faith is belief. It's assurance. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. What's that mean? God is pleased with great faith. Y'all with me? Now watch this, y'all. What do we say fear was? The opposite of faith. Fear is faithless. How many of y'all have feared for finances before? Come on, raise them up. I want to see them. Raise them up real high. God, how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to pay that doctor? How are we going to pay the bailman? Amen? Bail bonds. How are we going to financial problems? I know who I'm preaching to. Don't snicker at me. Amen. <laughs> the devil when the preacher told me the other day, he said, man, you got some good people. I said, you don't know them like I do. Amen. <laughs> financial problems. Now watch this. God said, now let me say this right off the bat, a little commercial. God did not say he would meet our foolishness. If you go out and you act like an idiot with your money, you're going to be broke. God didn't say if we go out and waste and throw away and do all this and not be a good steward, that he would just keep paying our bills. He didn't say that. But he did say this, my God, say that with me, my shall all your need. Where'd y'all read that from? The Bible. Can the Bible lie? Okay. Can God lie? Is God broke? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, right? So, okay, if God said, let's get this straight. If God said that he would, he said, God shall, say it with me, shall supply all, how much of it? All my needs. Okay, if I sit back here and I have a need and I'm like this, what am I saying, what am I saying about God. Either I'm saying that he's not able or that he's not going to. But basically, what is that saying? What is that saying? He said it, but I don't. Believe. I. But you said he couldn't lie. You said he couldn't lie. Didn't you just say that? 
Didn't everybody just say he couldn't lie? Say it with me. Come on, don't get quiet now. That's why some of y'all failed in class, because you didn't pay attention. <laughs> How many of y'all in class, the teacher said, make sure and follow the directions. And it said, put the, and, and in the directions it said, put your name on it and turn it in. And then you went and done the whole thing and didn't turn it in. And you didn't follow direction. That's just a thought. <laughs> Did God say it? Yes. If he said it, and we're worrying about it, that means I don't you say, well, how can I fix that? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. Faith is believing. Say it with me. Faith, faith is, is believing. Faith is believing. If faith is believing, how do I get faith? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by let me say this, you're not going to have belief in faith if you lay out of church. Amen. You're not going to have faith and belief if you never read your Bible. You will not have faith and belief if you never spend time with God. And let me say this, with those that are going to church, reading your Bible, spending time with God, you still won't have faith or have belief till God puts you in an unbelievable situation. Because God has to show you that He can be believed. So God will put us in a situation where all we can do is learn to lean on Him, whether it's a family crisis, whether it's a financial crisis, and let us see He can be trusted. Hallelujah. Johnny, He puts you in a situation where you didn't have no idea how you was going to make it. Took that financial area away out of your life all that time. You never missed a meal. Listen, a bill. You never missed a meal. Say amen. And God gave it back to you plus some. Why? Because God wanted you to get in an unbelievable situation. At, listen, where God had to do something and you had to see it. Yeah. Preacher, why are you saying all this? Because God has put you in this place that's causing your fear. So that God can show you, I am able. Because without a death, there would not be a resurrection. You would not know he could raise the dead if somebody didn't die. You would not know he could heal the blind if somebody wasn't blind. What you're going through right now is causing you fear. But God is saying 365 times in the Bible, he said, fear not. God don't want you to be afraid. All God wants you to do is believe Him. That's why He asked Abraham and Sarah, is anything too hard 
Every head bowed and every eye closed.